Hello, welcome to Storage Intensity, a podcast that is intense on storage and storage-related technologies. Each week, we sit down face-to-face with storage vendors and influencers to dive deep on subjects that matter to IT professionals. I'm your host, George Crump, Lead Analyst at Storage Switzerland. And joining me on this episode of Storage Intensity is Jason Brown. Jason is the Director of Product Marketing at uh, Actifio. Jason, thanks for joining us today. Hey, George. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. Uh, so, a uh, big couple of months for you guys. Came out with a, a new release, 10C. I want to get into some details on that. But for the listener that um, kind of isn't familiar with Actifio, uh, give them everything they need to know about Actifio in a couple minutes. Sure. So, Actifio is a company that was founded about 10 years ago in the Boston area. And the goal of the company is that the founders saw that there was a problem with something called copy data. And about 10 years ago, the main sources of copy data were things for operational activities, things like backups, things like copies for archiving, and and really data that was kind of static and you just needed to have around just in case, right? But there were people were creating multiple copies of this data and it was growing pretty substantially, right? You do a backup every day or, and then you keep them for 30 plus days, right? It kept going and going and going. And then as time evolved, what we started to see was that, well, Customers are creating copies of data for other things now, things like application testing, things like sandbox environments, things like AI and analytics. So now the, the problem kind of doubled, right? So now you've got operational people that need copies of data for backups and recoveries and things. Then you've got developers and testers, folks who need copies of data for analytics and new patch releases and security fixes and new application releases as well. And then on top of that, the cloud came into focus. And people have now said, well, we want to use cloud for all this as well. Mm -hmm. And so what Actifio has tried to do is really help with the burden associated with managing copy data. So we're a copy data management technology. And what we try to do is, first off, help with reducing RPO and RTO, because these are used for backup and recovery. So we can help reduce the time it takes to backup as well as the time it takes to recover. Well, that's great. On top of that, we help customers be able to create copies of data for testing and things like that in a self-service manner to reduce the operational burden on the ops people and the DBAs who usually create these environments and spin up the the database and do these things. And also help customers with their journey to the cloud because we're actually able to utilize all the major cloud vendors out there, AWS, Azure, GCP, IBM, Alibaba, Wasabi, Oracle, Mm -hmm. to be able to use the cloud in an efficient manner, whether it's for just storing backups, whether it's for creating test sandbox environments, whether it's for migrating data to the cloud. We help customers with their cloud journey as well. So kind of a multi-pronged approach to helping customers with copy data through a single pane of glass. Okay. Well, I, I, that, you did a good job. That was I, th- I didn't actually time it, but that was, that was certainly less than two minutes. That was good. Uh, so the w- what's interesting to me is, you know, I, I have a, uh, uh, a data protection bias, I guess, and so I always think of you guys first as data protection, but this alternate use case, if you will, is now really kind of becoming a primary use case for you in feeding test dev and analytics and things like that, right? Yeah, I agree. You know, we, the... The majority of our business is actually on that test data side. Customers okay. are coming to us saying, hey, I've got a problem. I've got this huge environment. I've got this another data center. I want to get rid of that. I want to use the cloud for this instead. Right. And what we see is that we're really helping these customers, especially when it comes to, like I said, the self-service capabilities. The fact that when we capture the data intelligently, we are much 
more able to be more efficient in how we not only recover, but use the data for things like test out. So when we capture that data in its incremental forever application consistent native format, we're able to, on the flip side, then enable customers to be able to spin up these copies almost instantaneously, right. be able to not only significantly reduce the stores, because these are virtual full copies that we're creating are virtual full clones, right. so significantly reduce the storage costs, but also, as I said before, ease that journey to the cloud as well. Yeah, and I, and I think the uh, what's interesting, especially in the, in the cloud concept, is you know, reducing capacity on-prem is important, and I don't, you know, or capacity waste or uh, on-prem is important. I don't want to take anything away for that. But the problem is, once you've bought the storage, or you can't like you can't call EMC up three years after you bought it and say, "Hey, we'd like to send a couple terabytes back." Yeah, to no you, returns. Right? Yeah. right, but you can do that with the cloud functionally, right? You, if yeah. you can find places where you're wasting data, you can absolutely do that in cloud. So well, I think that's you really can, and you can switch easily as well to another cloud vendor since right. there are many opportunities for customers to, you know, have. New, great new deals, right, and, yeah. and, and things like that as well. And there's a lot of choice out there too. You know, as the, you know, you, you gave the whole kind of history and, and I think that, I feel like you guys, if, if you weren't the first guy out there, you, you were certainly one of the first three or four talking about copy data and the concept behind it. And what I saw is sort of a, uh, different companies got there in different ways. Uh-huh. And, and so when the, when the large storage manufacturers started to offer you know, copy data services. I just used air quotes on a podcast, so that was useless. Um, <laughs> but when they started to provide that, it was really, um, I, I would call it more snapshot management than copy data management. Would you agree yeah, with that? Uh, for sure. You know, you see the major vendors offering this, you know, array, snapshot from arrays, right? This right. array, sna- storage snapshot management, they call right. it as well. Well, yeah, I mean, they've got a technology that they, you know, feel is proprietary and, and useful. So, they take advantage of that, right? Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah. So then, in, in your guys' world, it's really anything to anything, right? Is that, is that a fair way to uh, assess that? It is, right? So not only can we capture VMs, you know, a single VM or hundreds of VMs, but also databases, mission-critical databases, SAP HANA, Oracle, SQL Server, etc., cetera, uh, as well as physical machines as well, you know, running Windows or Linux or Unix, whatever it may be. So we can capture anything. And then we can send it to anything as well. So whether uh, you want to send those copies to another data center, whether you want to keep them on premises, whether you want to send them to any of the major cloud vendors that I mentioned before, we can do that. And also, oh, by the way, if you have native cloud workloads, we can capture those as well. So really it is, like you said, wherever your data lives, we can capture that data and then we can send those virtual full copies to wherever you want as well. And then and you use the term virtual full copies. So what I'm thinking there is... I can pick a copy on-prem, and I, I that first seed to the cloud is, is essentially a full copy, and then up you, essentially you just refresh that copy as time goes on. Is that right? Yeah, essentially what we use is called incremental forever approach, where right. after the first full, because you always need to get a full picture of whatever you're going to capture sure. first, anything after that, we're only capturing the changed blocks. Okay. So what we call the incremental forever, so every single backup afterwards is much, much smaller physically mm-hmm. than the full copy from before. And so, but what is unique about it is that when we do that incremental, other organizations do that as well. But what is unique is that when we do that capture, we actually take a snapshot of the snapshot, which means that what we do is we synthesize our virtual full. So even though that one incremental forever copy that happened Mm -hmm. is very small physically to the application, to the VM, whatever it be, it looks like the full copy. So when we provide instant access to that virtual full copy from any point in time, 
you have access to the full data set, even though physically it's maybe just a little small piece. Okay. So let's talk a little bit architecturally how the, what this looks like. Um, the and and we'll take both. Let's kind of separate out the on-prem and cloud uh, deployments, if you will. Because sure. I'm assuming there might be a little bit of difference there. So how do you capture the data? What's the the capture method? Sure. So I mean, you know, we have a few different consumption models for Actifio. We've got a, a hardware approach called CDS or CDX, where it's an appliance. It lives in your data center, and what we'll do is it will be kind of the capture engine, and then it will send the copies to whatever target you want it to be. Okay. We also have a software-only soft, uh, approach where it's called Actifio Sky, where again, it runs in a VM, and so that's your capture engine, and that will send it to whatever target, you, okay. the, the copy data to whatever target you want it to be. And then we also have something called Actifio Go, which is our SaaS offering. Right. So it's a, a cloud-based approach uh, where we're able to uh, utilize the cloud to spin up our uh, UI and, and called AGM, Active Global Manager, and enable customers to use a lightweight connector at the source to send that data to the cloud. Okay. So, you know, regardless of the approach that you use, the technology works all the same. It's all powered by something called VDP, which is our virtual data pipeline. Uh -huh. That's the patented, you know, architecture technology that, that, that we have. And what it essentially does is, so when we capture that data, we're going to try to use APIs if we can first. So it's, for example, Oracle with RMAN, or uh, VMware with VNDP, right. SQL, SAP with their SAP point APIs, et cetera, right? So we're trying to be as efficient as possible to get that accurate picture. Okay. okay. And so that means if you have the APIs, you don't have to necessarily install something on the uh, thing you're backing up? Well, you still you still have the have the, the capture engine there, right? Because okay. that's going to power everything. Okay. So do you put a capture engine on everything? You you you're correct. Okay. Except for, we'll talk about it in a little bit cloud VMs. So okay. we have actually have an agentless cloud VM capability in Actifio okay. Ten C. Okay. But yeah, so there's going to be you know Actifio Data Mover, we usually call it, right? Okay. That is going to be the the capture point and then send it to whatever target you want it to be. Gotcha. But it, it kind of is a, a combination of two technologies. It, first, we're using the API so we can do that dump, right? Right. So we need to know from the last capture to this current capture, you know, what what data is there. Mm -hmm. But then also with our VDP, we do change block tracking, where we actually have essentially a bitmap where we're flipping bits when the blocks change. Right. So we can do a compare from that dump and say, okay, here's the dump of the data. I don't want to obviously send all that data over the wire because right. maybe not all of it changed. What changed? So I do that compare with the, with the bitmap that I have. Then we'll only send those changed blocks over to the source, I mean, gotcha. the target, sorry. Yeah. And, and how frequently can you capture data? Uh, so we can get as low as 15 minutes if you're using you know, transaction logs with something like an SAP on a database. Okay. But typically it's about an hour is the, the lowest RPO we would say you need to do. Okay, all right, that makes sense. And then how's the change in the cloud? Um, so in the cloud, the only thing that really changes is that we've been able to protect native cloud workloads for a while with our mm -hmm. connector-based approach, this data mover. Right. And that doesn't change. You know? So if you're running a mission-critical database, or some kind of heavy workload in the cloud, we still recommend that that approach with the connector. Okay. But you know, if you've got a, th a hundred or a thousand cloud VMs running in your cloud environment, you don't want to install a connector on all of those, right? right That's right. kind of painful. So in Actifio 10C specifically, we actually have now the ability to orchestrate, you know, native cloud VM snapshot technology. Okay. So whatever AWS is offering or GCP, their native snapshot technologies, we can actually orchestrate those now. So that they, therefore you don't need to have that agent, that sort of that agent based, it's agentless uh, approach to capturing those VMs. And you're using that technology essentially to feed your, if you will, repository copy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So, because a lot of the quote unquote backup solutions, um, 
in in the cloud today are really just snapshot management. They don't necessarily exactly. make another copy of data. Exactly right. Yeah, they're doing what we said. They're orchestrating you know snapshots of clouds. They're not right. really generating these 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 snapshots or doing anything with them. They're just saying, right. okay, yeah, you know, because you're using them, well, you can go through our UI and click right. a button to orchestrate them as well. Yeah. But we definitely go above and beyond that, where you can actually use these copies in the cloud, especially even if they live on object storage, where we see you know. A lot of companies today use object storage as kind of a dumping ground or a graveyard, right? right? And I know right, you right. know are very familiar with that topic of object storage. Yeah. Well, we think of it as you know a living, breathing thing. You know, instant access from object storage has been a mantra for us for over two years now. Right. And we certainly have extended that those capabilities with Activio 10C. Okay. So that was a good segue to, to 10C. Let's yeah. let's talk a, a little bit about 10C. Major release for you guys a few months ago now. Yes. Um, what what are some of the highlight uh, features? Sure. So I think first and foremost, you know, Artifio 10C, people are asking, what does this C stand for? Why is it 10C? Where's 10A, 10B? Or why is right. it just 10.0 or 10.1? Well, it's because C stands for three things, cloud, containers, and copy data. Gotcha. So we're taking a very thematic approach with this release because we just really feel at this point in time, these are the key things that we're seeing from our customers as needs, as well as from analysts and folks like yourself who are seeing sure. this is where people are going and what they want to do. Okay. So, you know, for when it comes to things, things like cloud object storage, as I had just mentioned, for two years now we've been able to, you know, utilize that as a, st a storage target, a copy data target, right? Mm -hmm. And be able to do things like, you know, send VMware backups directly to there so we don't right. need any infrastructure locally. Right. We've been able to do this in mounted recovery from cloud object storage. And then we've also been able to minimize cloud data transfer costs with a local on-premises cache. Right. So if you want to restore data from the cloud back to on-prem, but you're concerned about egress costs and things like that, well, we can have a local cache on-prem to help with that right. and do some intelligent read-write caching there. Now, in 10C, what we've done to extend those capabilities is, first and foremost, we've offered the capability to write to multiple object storage targets at once. Okay. So if you're using maybe uh, some type of on-prem machine like a Dell EMC ECS, for example, right. or, or an IBM CleverSafe, but you also have cloud as well, you know, AWS or Azure, GCP, whatever it may be, we could have the ability to write to multiple cloud targets in, in, you know, at, at the okay. same time. So you know, if you have different workloads in different areas and you want to send them in different places, you know, it extends the multi-cloud messaging that. Sure. You know, one of the things that I see people doing, it, not, not in droves yet, but where they've got, they're going to use Amazon Compute for one function and yeah. Google Compute for a different function. And a lot of times these guys have, are just better at certain things than the other guy is, right? right? And so they're feeding, because they, the egress fees are so expensive, it's cheaper for them to just to feed both clouds and get the results that way. Right, exactly. So this helps them yeah. do for that use case. Uh, we also, you know, from object storage specifically for on-prem, you know, a lot of customers have bought EMC data domain, right? That's a right. fairly popular uh, backup machine that has been around for a long sure. time, right? I mean, I remember I was at EMC for over 15 years, and I remember that acquisition, right? It was, right. A, it was a major deal. And so what we're able to do in 10C now is actually treat data domain as an object storage target. Okay. So, you know, customers who have existing data domains want to use them can leverage their existing investments in Dell EMC with Actifio to use that as another backup target. I, I think using data domain really actually makes a lot of sense, right? Because it, it goes back to what I said earlier, it's a sunk cost, right? If it's there and right. sitting there and you got three years left on depreciation, if you could use it for something, why not? Exactly, right. and you know, with, with EMC as well as other storage vendors, we've been able to orchestrate storage snapshots for a little for a while now, right? right? And so if you have some existing Dell EMC Unity, for example, and you right. want to orchestrate those snapshots and send your 30-day backups to the data domain and maybe your 90-day backups to an ECS, 
through a single pane of glass, you could do that with Actifia with 10C. And then the last thing, just on terms of cloud object storage and, and cloud backup, is that I mentioned that on-premises cache, right? Right. Which is pretty neat and helpful, right? It helps with those egress costs. Well, what if you wanted to create copies and spin them up in the cloud? Well, you'd have to take that full backup or copy, right, and then spin that up in the cloud. Well, what if you had a cache in the cloud right. as well so that you can get essentially SSD storage performance with 20% of the cost because you're doing it all from cloud object storage. Okay. So just you know, taking the efficiencies that we have already done in that regard and then pushing them to the cloud as well. Okay, so you're essentially creating an SSD tier that uh, acts as a cache to say an S3 backend. Exactly. And then so the, so the first access might be a little slow, but, but as you start accessing it more and more, those get populated in the cache and then the performance uh, exactly. works for you. Yep, for, for writes and reads. Okay, that makes sense. Any other major things in Tensing? Yeah, so actually there's a lot. So, you know, sticking with the cloud, the CE right. cloud, we have DR orchestration in the cloud. So we've offered DR orchestration for a little while as well through a tool called Resiliency Director, where you can create DR plans and run DR plans with kind of one click of a button, right. which is really helpful for a lot of major yeah, enterprises. I, I think it's the most important feature in DR right now. Right, and so what we've done is we've extended that in 10C with the ability to essentially convert on-premises VMs to cloud VMs, okay. as well as physical servers too. So for example, you're using VMware, uh -huh. and you want to do cloud DR in right. AWS, well we can actually convert those VMware VMs to native AWS VMs to give you the efficiencies to be able to run them a lot quicker in, in the cloud. Same with Google, same with physical machines as well, we can do that conversion. And then we okay. can do between cloud regions, so if you want to go AWS to GCP, um, you want to, oh sorry, intercloud, or you want to do GCP region to GCP region two, for example, you can okay. do that as well. And it gives you the, the flexibility all through a single pane of glass with one click of a button to do this DR orchestration. And we've gotcha. seen a few competitors come out with a few things as well in this area. Yeah. And we've extended our lead there with the ability to do an AWS, but GCP as well. So that's been a big thing for us as well. Okay. So uh, you talked about that one of the things that C stands for is containers. What are you doing uh, it, with the container market? I like your segue there, George. You're right on it. Uh, so what we're able to do with containers is pretty unique as well. So certainly we understand that customers are looking to use containers today. Maybe not using them in production today for mission-critical environments, but certainly for sandbox environments and environments that you don't actually care about where you can kind of destroy here and there. Sure. They're using them. So I mentioned that you know we are able to obviously use our copy data technology to create and provide copies of data in the cloud for test sandbox environments. Sure. Right? And so wouldn't it be cool if those test sandbox environments were running containers? Right. You know, whether they're, they're dark containers that are orchestrated by Kubernetes. What if we were able to actually use Actifio to provide the data, whether that's like a database or, you know, whatever it may be, on that container? Yeah. And actually what we've been able to do. So what we've been able to do in 10C is essentially make our technology container ready, okay. where we are able to utilize containers for test dev cap capabilities okay. in the cloud specifically. Okay, huh. that's really interesting. So that kind of fuels that that engine, so to speak, uh, from there. Yeah, I mean you're increasing the speed and reducing the cost. Okay. You know, so instead of spinning up all these VMs, and you know, obviously we talked about all these charges in the cloud for things, just use containers instead. So you're significantly reducing the cost and the speed because those containers spin up almost instantaneously, right? Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, you and I did a video a, a few weeks ago now. Um, talk a little bit. I think we a lot of what we talked about just now is is in that video. But anything in the video that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, I think just 
We've covered most of the stuff in 10C, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd say one thing that is unique as well is cloud migration. You know, a lot of customers are talking oh, yeah. about how do I get my data in the cloud and then like keep it there but make it usable. Right. So that, that DR orchestration I mentioned to you, if we're able to <coughs> convert on-premises VMs to cloud-native VMs, well, if you think about that, isn't that a way to do kind of a seamless live migration of data yeah. to the cloud? Right. And it is, right? So if we're able to utilize uh, the, our DR orchestration tools to not only do cloud DR, but then also, if you think about the long-term, Paul, do cloud migration as well. So we've got a pretty interesting use case that's up and coming there for our customers who are interested in kind of going more into the cloud than they are today. Right, well, that, that makes sense. And I, I think the, the other thing that I, I like about that particular feature, or at least using that uh, feature as a, a migration mm -hmm. engine, is the it also gives you the ability to fail back because it's sort of built in already. Yes. So if you put something in the cloud and, and you decide, ah, that didn't work out so well, it, you can get back easier, right, than some of the other tools that are out there. On yeah, the market. 300% for sure. Okay. Well, uh, uh, Jason, any closing thoughts? No, I just think that, you know, at Actifio, we're really excited about it, this 10C launch. You know, it is our biggest launch in two years. Okay. And so, you know, we are really happy that you had us come in to talk to you about it. We're really happy with the feedback we're receiving from all sorts of folks out there, whether they are analysts or whether they are writers or whether they are customers as well. And so we're really looking forward to see, you know, which features kind of get used the most and which ones, yeah. you know, we can then expand upon as well. But we definitely think that, you know, this 10C release is going to be a great thing for our customers and Actifio as well. So Great. Yeah, so I guess the next time we're going to see each other is at Data Driven. Have you guys decided where that is just here? Ah, Actifio Data Driven. So a little background, Actifio Data Driven is our annual user conference. Yeah. Uh, so we're actually going to have our third one this year in 2020. Uh, no time or date yet, so stay okay. tuned. Okay. Uh, I've heard some rumblings, but I don't want to give it away quite just yet. Okay. But it's a it's a great show because you know, a lot of shows you go to, it's all about the product and what they do and things like that. And yeah. this, this one's different. It's about really data and yeah. being data driven. So we have a lot of our customers as well as non-customers come in and talk about how they're using data, what they use it for, where they see it going. So it's more of a kind of a thought leadership conference than yeah. a here's our product, why it's awesome, and why you should always use us, right? right. So it's, it's really unique compared to some of the other shows out there. So once we do have the dates and times, I'll be sure to share with you so we can okay. get you there. Yeah, we'll add it to the show notes. The, um, yeah, the, the last conference, I, I got uh, some really good blackjack lessons uh, as well, you know, so yeah, they had the, uh, yeah. uh, they had the guy, I don't forget his name. So. Yeah, he, our guest speaker was one of the gentlemen that was in the whole MIT Blackjack team, yeah. right? So he gave a cool speech. He actually is like a CTO of a company now, right? Yeah. And he actually was talking about not only his company, but then he's like, okay, if you don't, it was funny, he said, if you don't care about my company, you just want to hear about Blackjack, tune out for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Then we'll come back to it. <laughs> but then he talked about his experience there. And he was one of the folks, you know, that, you know, so the movie that they had, of course, with right. uh, Couple of, well, more than a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Uh, he was one of those folks there. So he said it was pretty interesting. Yeah. And it yeah. helped him a lot with his future you know, endeavors in as being a, a tech CIO. Well, and I tried to or apply CTO. some of his techniques and it didn't work out so well for me because then I realized, yeah, I can't even remember what I had for dinner yesterday, let alone counting oh, six, yeah, it six takes sets a, of cards. Yeah. Sig significant so, analytical mind yeah. and a lot of patience and practice. So in some ways, that conference actually ended up costing me a lot of money. But that's, <laughs> that's probably a different story for a different <laughs> podcast. All right, well, uh, Jason, 
Jason, thanks very much for joining us today. No, thanks, George. Appreciate it. Yeah. And as I said, we will have the information uh, that we talked about in the show notes. We'll certainly have a link to the video that uh, Jason and I did, as well as a, a write-up that we had on uh, 10C uh, and other additional information. Uh, and then uh, as soon as we have the Actifioco uh, third-year uh, information, we'll put that into this as well. Anyways. Data driven. What did I say? Activity or go. Well, it's a product, you know. Uh, it's one of my favorite products, too. Uh, anyways, uh, for now, though, I'm George Crump, Lead Animals with Storage Switzerland. Have a great day.